0: going. Let's read Spider-Man. Let's read Spider-Man. 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 Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who is the world's biggest masochist when it comes to writing Spider-Man summaries, my really tired friend, Eddie. How
1: are you today, Eddie? <laughs> I'm not really tired. I managed to nap today. I, I have been reading some other books besides Spider-Man. This this can hold me up uh, in getting to my Spider-Man, but I, I love writing Spider-Man summaries. It's never a problem, James B.
0: Listeners, just make sure you heard that he did say he managed to nap today. <laughs> so... <laughs> You uh, read into that what you will. And speaking of reading, uh, we are going to be reading two books today. And if you're ready, I'm ready to give you the intro for the first one. Okay, let's let's do it. All right. From November of 1974, Stanley presents Marvel Team Up 27, featuring Spider-Man and the Hulk in "A Friend in Need" by Len Wein, Jim Mooney, and Frank Iacoye. Spidey's being shot at. He gets away and hops in a sedan.
1: Um, I do love when Spider-Man drives a car, but it's not Spidey. It's the chameleon. I was fooled. I I was. Were you? Anytime Spider-Man gets in a car, I really don't think it's Spider-Man because, you know, one of my all-time favorite panels is Spider-Man with a hat on in the back of a car in, boy, I can't remember that issue. Issue must have been like 33 or something like that. Um We all know the best way for him to get around town is to web around town. So cars are unnecessary.
0: I think you should be able to determine when that issue was. You know what? It's supposed to be your favorite thing. I know. You should research it later. But I don't (laughs) want to, we don't have time for that now. As Travis Bow would say, let's go. (laughs) Well, across town we see Peter,
1: unable to study as a bulletin on the police scanner reports a faux Spidey. He changes into Spider-Man and swings off to find the foe Spidey. Meanwhile, the chameleon unluckily crashes his car randomly into the Hulk. The Hulk doesn't like faceless men. And things look bad for the master of disguise until he emerges from his car as a Rick Jones. Do we have time for a one of my favorite new segments, James B? So you're saying there's a chance?
0: Of course we do. Now, last time, listeners, I apologize. This ran pretty long. We'll try to wrap this up, but it's sometimes difficult to prove these things in the segment. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. So today we're going to discuss the likelihood of the chameleon having a Rick Jones mask when he crashes into the Hulk. We could even start off with the
1: likelihood of him crashing into the Hulk. But go ahead, James. Well, come on. You've got to give me <laughs> that <laughs> okay, one. Okay. I all right, can't all do... Right,
0: sounds good. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, the Hulk's in New York. He's in New York City, so you okay. can crash into him. All right. So you're the chameleon, and you, you've had a Peter Parker mask before, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Because you think Peter Parker affiliates with Spider-Man. This seems to be pretty common knowledge these days. So you're looking for people who affiliate with other heroes in case you get in a pinch. So one of them is, look, who hangs out with the Hulk? I'll just get a Rick Jones mask. Who hangs out with Iron Man? I'll just get a Tony Stark mask because that's his employer. Uh, You see what I'm saying? You see you making the connections? Uh, Okay. All right. You know what? Who hangs out with, uh, is, is Daredevil ever in the presence of Foggy Nelson? I don't know, but... The chameleon would do his research well. And he carries these masks with him. And thank goodness, he ha- what else is he going to have for a, f- a mask? He has to have a p- person's face, right?
1: Yeah, I guess having Rick Jones would be a wise
0: one to have. It clearly yeah. gets him out of trouble. So. so I'm saying there's a chance he's carrying around a Rick Jones mask. What do you think? All right. Well, I, you know... I-
1: I'll give it to him. There's a chance. Uh, the possibility of him slapping that mask on between the time Hulk crashes into him and he gets out of the car, he was very fast at changing. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So um, you're
0: saying there's a chance. <laughs> Whew, okay. I was, I was, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt, but you did a nice <laughs> job there. Of agreeing with me. I was... That's a stretch. stretch. (laughs)
1: Well, uh, the Hulk, now pacified seeing Rick Jones step out of the car, uh, is ready to help his friend. He agrees to break Joe Cord out of prison for him. After being pointed in the right direction, Hulk smashes into the prison. Fights Spidey, or Bugman, as he likes to call him, (laughs) uh, but still manages to free Joe. As he returns, Joe... To the disguised chameleon, Spidey pulls the mask off in front of Jade Jaws. Somehow the chameleon briefly escapes, but he and his friend Joe are shot. The chameleon survives uh, and goes to prison, but Joe does not,
0: right? Joe does not go to prison or Joe does not survive.
1: He does not survive, sir.
0: And he does not do- go to prison. It's both. Oh
1: Well, that's true. He doesn't go to prison, nor does he survive. He dies in front of, well, very importantly, Hulk and
0: Spider-Man at the end of this, right? Correct, correct. Because Hulk has a lot of questions all of a sudden for Spider-Man. <laughs> Bug man. And not just how to find his way back to Defenders 18, the book that they're promoting at this time. Eddie, why did Peter go to the jail again? I, I can't figure this out,
1: James B. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, he was swinging around
0: looking for...
1: Faux Spidey and he went to the jail. Did did somewhere it indicate that Jay Jonah Jameson was also going to be at the jail? No? Yes?
0: Yes, because they believe Spider Man was breaking into the detention center. So oh. Jay Jonah was going down there to like haha. He hired another photographer to come down there uh-huh. and to get some photos and hopefully capture Spider Man. Photos as he's breaking into the jail, but that photographer didn't show.
1: Oh, yes, yes. And I then he said, that.
0: "You, Peter, come with me." Now the Marvel team ups look like they're one month ahead of Amazing Spider-Man. So if you're reading like a Marvel team up from November, it happens right before the November issue of Amazing Spider-Man. So this is in our world, we're like a whole month behind. You know, there's another Marvel team up that would happen before. Um, we're a little bit off, you and I. Let's just say. So right now, there Peter is not still on good terms with J. Jonah Jameson. He's lucky to yes. To be talking but, to him. In this
1: yeah, book. he he stomped out, saying he quit, and that he Jay Jonah said he's fired. So it was a rather ornery end there. Uh, I feel like so many things in this book happen, and like time stops, and something happens, and then it goes on. And I'm talking about James being like, okay, the Hulk is being shot at in the prison. Spider Man's with him. They're fighting each other, kind of, and the guards are shooting at him and suddenly all the guards are webbed up and the Hulk is still walking around looking for Joe cord. Besides that one, this
0: chameleon escape at the end. I don't know. I'm not sure. JFG. So, so listeners, what happens is spider Man's getting shot at. And then he says something like, I hate to do this, but then the next panel, all the cops are all webbed up as if it would have taken a full page to do it. He does it in one panel. That's what you're yeah. The
1: Hulk right. is still in the frame with the webbed up guys. I mean,
0: well, you have to tell... Remember, there you have to tell the whole story Jeez. in one book. We've discussed the difficulties of Marvel Team-Up. Yeah, up. that's, that's uh, one, apparent here. So did you read Mail It to Team-Up, the letters? I did not. Page? You know, I know you do this, so I'm going to have to count on you, James B. Uh, you missed a good one. I was going to text you and say, please read them for tonight. So Marvel Team-Up in issue 23, somebody wrote in and said basically like, hey, you know... What's the deal with the whole like sex and nudity and violence? And maybe we shouldn't be using the Comics Code at all because we want zombies and you know, a lot of things have happened since you and I went through that whole Comics yeah, Code thing. Yeah. And they they what they did is they printed like six letters, and the first couple were they wanted to cover all sides of this argument. Now the problem here, Eddie, is that the Comics Code is controlling uh, basically our sex, our nudity, our zombies. Right, be clear here right. and our violence. So. These are just some sample lines from the four letters. I think it's worth throwing in here. It says, uh, we just pray to God you don't allow nudity and sex in your wonderful comics. The world is becoming corrupted enough without comics becoming filthy. Uh, another person wrote in and said, for a long time now, I've been reading your books and believing most of them i uh, have taken his troubles and part of my life. But now sex and violence, they're actually part of my life. Whether we like it or not, I can't say the same about zombies. But if you did more violence or nudity in your comics, it would make them more realistic and I could identify with them more. Um, And then another person comes in and says, I'm against censorship, but I don't want slander against God or naked women running about in the color magazines. Uh, And then one person kind of says, look, I I can understand zombies. They're fantasy, you know? Like, you can put zombies in, it's okay. But I don't think you need nudity in comics because that's not what we're looking for. So they're all over the board now. Of course, Uh they're showing... The showing responses are all over the board, but this is bit what's been going on, and and I don't know if I, uh, in the previous podcast, we ran a little bit long, and we had to cut some things out of it, but there was a section that I talked about that I remember, in the issue that contained uh, Brother Voodoo, yes. that there was a little bit of scantily clad women, and that I think that was on the cutting room floor of our of our podcast, but, you know, to see this over and over again, I think Marvel teamp it's it's kind of book you should be reading what's going on in these uh, little. Okay. These little letters, pages, if you get a chance. I think it's I think it's worth your time. Um, anything else about this comic you want to discuss? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, I want to say that I like this comic. Well, you may at the end we can discuss it, which one we liked more and why, but I, I was fine with this comic. Okay. I thought it was okay. So, all right. The second book we're going to cover today. Um, you know what? Do I want to do my sponsor here? You know what? Let's do both books and we can do the sponsor. Okay. So the second book we're going to cover today is from December of 1974. The Amazing Spider-Man 139 Day of the Grizzly by Jerry Conway, Ross Andrew, F.E. Akoya and D. Hunt.
1: Spidey's swinging about town, rehashing some of his perpetual problems when he finds Liz. After some Liz flattery, the pair head to check out an apartment. Uh, this apartment is only $110 a month. My orchestra teacher salary could handle this in on the Upper West Side. Pretty happy about it, James B. You get my apartment.
0: Oh, oh, you're talking. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm, uh, unlike Peter, I was looking at Liz Allen's 1974 <laughs> Bear Midriff. Uh, did you say something about... Uh, What? Apartment? What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) Peter's going to get a cheap apartment. All right, James B. Uh, He gets there, and an ornery housekeeper shows him around, he and Liz around, uh, and Peter signs the lease. He heads over to the Bugle and is talking with Betty and Joe Robbie when there is a crash through the elevator door. The grizzly is back. He marauds around the office until he gets to Jay Jonah and throws him out a window. Thankfully, Spidey's there to save him. Uh, James B., did you see the side note here when the grizzly appears?
0: <clears throat> yeah, it says the grizzly is back and there's a little like star asterisky thing and then it says like this will make more sense later or I'll explain this later. Don't, don't, don't be alarmed. We haven't seen him before. Um, so I read this book a week ago and then I read it again today and both times I'm like, wait, what? Why is he back again? And And both times I don't remember if I even remembered why he was back again but it's implying that the character has been around as a, I believe, as a regular person, but he was, like, run out of town or something, and now he's back.
1: Yeah. So I believe that's what the Tell me who, who I, it is.
0: Who is it? <laughs> well, okay, I'll give them credit for this. They're saying that not every time someone makes a first appearance in the comics, it's the first appearance in, like, life. Okay, He's saying he's, he's already been, like, a big, you know, whatever, Dude. mobster, we'll say, in the town, a big, you know, yeah, a big guy in the town who's done stuff and- <laughs> He's back again in town. Like, baby, I'm back. But, like, we weren't there the first time they're saying. Like, we get it. But not everybody shows up for the first time and says, here I am. I think it's okay. All right. All right. It's confusing. It's confusing really a lot. But I understand what they were trying to do. I was here. ready
1: for a Man Mountain Marco reveal. I can only hope that's
0: who the Grizzly's going to turn out to be. I was thinking that, too. I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know yet because you and I only read usually yeah. one issue. Correct. Like, you know, so I don't know. Well. I was was thinking that Uh, Well,
1: Spidey briefly battles the grizzly and tags him with the tracker as he departs. With his spider sense, Spidey determines an apartment in Washington Square is the location of the tracker. He changes into Peter to investigate further, opens the door to the apartment, and is abruptly knocked out by an elated jackal who proclaims at the end, This is magnificent, grizzly. Wherever Peter Parker is, Spider-Man can't be far behind. Hold on, hold on, Eddie.
0: That's the jackal's voice.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I guess I could do that better. You, Can we try that voice? again?
0: <laughs> Take two. Go ahead.
1: Uh, this is Magnificent Grizzly. Whatever Peter Parker is, Spider-Man can't be far behind.
0: NC. Great job. <laughs> it's the jackal. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, yeah, I, nice job. Well,
1: uh, thank you. Thank I- <laughs> I like his dance that he's doing in front of this, um, the uh, Citizen Kane fireplace here. By the way, Citizen Kane's mentioned again. Jay Jonah made fun of for being the poor man Citizen Kane.
0: But uh, out of nowhere, Jackal. But Before we continue with more Citizen Kane references, let me jump in here with our sponsor. And then we can come back and we can finish this book and, and do a lot of stuff. But this is a good time for that. All right. Tell me about it. Eddie... Today we have a returning sponsor. It's something that I think you already have on your phone. It's a social media app for all occasions. You can make all your decisions with the number one app now, Eddie. That's right, we help promote it to number one in the app store for grocery shopping, choosing a TV show, ordering pizza. Eddie, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's what would Hulk do? (laughs) You simply ask the question, allowing the app to access your microphone, and then you say, Hulk, what kind of sandwich should I make? And the app will do the rest. Eddie, you can download the app from the App Store, of course, where it's number one right now at the top or on Google Play or Malavita. I'm sure it's at the top of those charts as well. Um, I know that I have it all the time right <laughs> in the top of It's the second app I have on my phone behind What Would MJ Do? So you probably have it on yours. I know your phone is not near you when you podcast. so We can use my phone, Eddie. Okay. Um, let's just show the listeners how you use it. You come up with any question you have it all, I type it in there, and uh, okay. you know, okay. the all app will right. work for you. So let's solve some problems okay. today. Well,
1: I, so I was making a recipe tonight, and I, Ooh, I food. didn't yeah. have any basil. And I was okay. like, what am I gonna do?
0: So. All right, so you wanna like say, what do I use instead of yes, basil? Correct. Look, what's the recipe for? I, the Helk app will be better, the more details I get. What I, you make I'm making uh, uh,
1: like pasta is what I was making.
0: Okay. I, I, let's just can't see. I have my phone in my hand, but, you know, Okay. All, All right. right. All right. So I'm going to put down Eddie has pasta but needs basil. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. The app says, okay, first it says leave Hulk alone. Hold on. I'm just <laughs> just on. kind of wait. All right. He'll give us an answer. the number on. one app. It says, why make pasta with no basil? Why try and confuse Hulk? All right. So he's saying you should already have the basil. You shouldn't be making pasta without it. There is no substitute for basil, which we already, oh. which we knew. But oh. now you know for oh. sure you shouldn't okay. be making okay. pasta without basil. Let's try one more. Don't stay away from the food. You okay. tend to always all right. go all right. All, right. Food. all right, So bigger problems. He can solve all kinds of problems. All right.
1: So I sent my daughter um, to oh, the pool today, yeah. and okay. she got sunburned pretty badly. And you know, this is a problem. Hulk, uh, how do I help my daughter with her sunburn?
0: Hulk, how does he help uh, prevent sunburn or after or cure sunburn? Or Let's go for cure. Let's do cure. Treat 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 sunburn. Yes. Treat is a better word. Thank okay. you, James B. Alright. Let's see, it says here. Uh, it says Puny humans, hulk, no get sunburn. Just a just a beautiful <laughs> So it's implying don't get burned. It's giving you some <laughs> educational advice. If you you, know, uh, you if know, you don't get some, maybe Hulk, put on some sunscreen. He's
1: pretty preventative. He really, you know, he, he's got a lot more foresight than I do. I, I have a tendency to have to react. Well, to this problems.
0: app I know is probably already on your phone. There's nothing else to say about it. Let's jump back to the okay. books here. All right. Thank you, Hulk, I and guess. <laughs> I want to let you know, we're we're running really fast on today's episode. It's true. It's a quick so one. I've come up with some ideas. I can't wait. Uh, to make the podcast go a little bit, little bit longer. <laughs> All right. Uh, and my ideas are based around the fact that we're gonna we're gonna pull back some things from the past. And the first one is and and listeners, Eddie is not prepared for any of Uh-oh. these things, which makes it excellent. Um, the first Always. one is we're gonna we're gonna do uh, the summary. Okay. okay. Peter got an apartment. Okay. There you go. It's basically what I learned in this book.
1: How about you? It was a. Let it be known. It was a long-winded apartment search, too. What, what can we say? Twenty panels were devoted to the apartment search. So, um.
0: I was just checking out Liz, wondering why isn't Peter going out with this girl?
1: <laughs> I mean, I learned Grizzly is
0: here. The Jackal knows Peter knows Spider-Man. The Grizzly
1: has some problem with Jay Jonah. They are related.
0: Good. Great job. So we learned four things from this Ooh. book. So Eddie, at the in the intro of our podcast, I said here's a man who is the world's biggest masochist when it comes to writing Spider-Man summaries. Do you recall I said I that? I do, too? yes. Did you notice that each of the two issues, Spider-Man called himself a masochist? I only noticed that in one. Did he wow? He does it in both issues. And this one here he calls himself Mr. Masochism 1974 on page two and he does it in the other one too he says here i am uh the big apple's number one masochist and he attacks the hulk or something you know what i mean yes so so both times he calls himself a masochist i felt like well if he's going to keep doing this we should you know it would be a cute little reference for me yeah uh you have a favorite panel in 139 Ooh, in
1: 139
0: Um, one that you can describe
1: to the listeners a favorite panel I mean, I usually like the silly ones. The one where Spider-Man is carrying J. Jonah through the window, uh, wrapped up in his web hammock, and not able to yell his insult because his mouth is already webbed.
0: Uh, That's a good one. (laughs) You do like it when J. Jonah's got his webbed mouth, right? Yes, always. All right, Eddie, it's time for the next segment. It's called Check the Mail. Okay, here I go. This is when you go check the mail. All right, it's happening
1: right now. Cool. (laughs) Is there any mail? No, no email.
0: All right, we did that segment. That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the ladies of Peter Parker then. No, sorry the the complicated. What's it called, the, Eddie? Uh,
1: the complicated ladies of Peter Parker's life. That's what it is. All right.
0: All right. So we're looking at one thirty nine again. Okay. And uh, and uh, Eddie, we've got we've got a couple ladies. There's, there's three women in Peter Parker's life in this issue. Okay. Uh, the first one he comes across is is Liz Allen and each, he, he says like, Hey, Hey, Liz, you looking for someone? And she says, I was waiting for Prince Charming, Mr. Parker, but you'll do till something better comes along. So, you know, a little bit of flirting going on right there. Yeah. And he's like, sure. You know, gee, you sure know how to flatter a fella, Ms. <laughs> Allen, a guy might think you're not happy to see him. You know what I mean? And she's like, enough ready. I'm happy. I'm happy. So, you know, she's uh, out there, you know, arm in arm with him. You know, on the panel, he's got his arm hooked around hers. It looks like down on the bottom of the page, and there's uh, the first of his three ladies. Okay. Uh, the last of his, the last of the three women he runs into is Betty Brant, his old flame. Yeah, she's here. And when she, and when she sees him, she says, "Peter, you're back. You had us worried for a while that you really quit." And he's like, "You know me, Betty. Lots of talk and the blow up, but basically, I love this place." And she's like, "Oh, the same old Peter. I never know when you're kidding." And then of course the third lady in peter parker's life is when uh uh he says uh, to the woman like uh is this apartment you you put in an ad <laughs> and she's like yeah she's like come on already i haven't got all day and he's like well if you're busy not too busy to show you around sunny <laughs> so you know there's that there and he says, and she says there ain't no late night parties you know the drill. I'm Amy. So there's a little bit of things right there, you know? Yeah. Ah, ah,
1: she, I think she. So. this is a subtle gesture to have a party. Maybe, maybe he'll get invited to the ornery the landlady's yeah. party. Mm. Mm. Eddie, you're a kid back in
0: 1974. <laughs> you look on the rack and there's 139. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man book. You're not going to be able to resell this, all right? It's just you're going to read it. And there's Marvel Team Up 27. Okay. Which book would you have been happier to have purchased and read and reread?
1: All right. If I looked at the cover, uh,
0: not the cover. You now know what's inside it. You you know what's inside it. You've read them now. Which book would you hope that was part of your collection? I don't think it's. I don't think it's a slam dunk either way. I could argue. I
1: I think I'm going for Marvel team up, and that's unlikely for me. But
0: uh, yeah, the the only pros I think for the one thirty nine is you get Liz and Betty and Joe Robbie and the infamous, I love the two villain, you get the jackal. There's a lot more J. Jonah Jameson. You know, it's a lot. You're you're giving up a lot, but the story in 139, as we discussed, is sort of lacking. It's very slow. I I mean, I you know, this is a very
1: introspective kind of Spider-Man. We get 13 panels at the beginning of him swinging around, talking out loud to himself about all his various problems that he's been having i mean i i guess i guess we can rehash those but it's it's a very slow book to me there's a lot of like okay all right we know he's getting an apartment we don't have to look at it we don't have to go over this but they do and so there's just not enough action really in the book compared to Bit of the Hulk. And I have the opposite problem with the Team Up. I'm like, "Wait, what happened? I feel like we missed something and then things happen." But at least there's a lot of activity going on in Marvel Team Up.
0: Well, I agree with you this time for sure. Hey, as much as yeah. I want to, I, I, Marvel <laughs> Team Up, it is the it is the better book. It is the per, you know, if you're going to read it, that's the book you really want. If you're reading, you know, a series of books, yes, you need 139 for the continuity, but no, the, the, you've you made the right call that's the book that you that you want so <laughs> all right good, good all choice right. good choice <laughs> so uh Eddie if you wanted to reach out to us and tell us that we're wrong and 139 is better how could you find
1: us you could email us anytime at let's read spiderman at gmail.com or you could message us on twitter at let's read
0: And it's time for the close. And remember, listeners, if you ever come face to face with the Hulk, make sure you have a face. Bye. Goodbye. We got a message five days ago. Um, he goes by XN-129. And he said, I've already listened to some of your podcasts. I found them great. Good information. They have a loyal follower in me. And what's cool about him, it's in Spanish because he's like a, you know. Multilingual. <laughs> he's a bilingual. <laughs> yeah. Multilingual, you know, he could go with. He yeah. speaks several languages. Whatever. So, <laughs> But I couldn't tell you where he's from because it doesn't really like. Right. Know, he didn't put in the. Do you ever do you ever look at where our account is from? Do you know where we're listed as? Uh, New York, no. Sort of. What? Our account, like the Let's Read Spider Man account on Twitter, do you know it's listed? No, it I don't know. All right, you can just tell me. For the address, it says uh, Connecticut, Michigan, and Midtown. <laughs> it's only been ten months. So, <laughs> Eddie, we're also coming up on like our hundredth podcast in about uh, three weeks. It's not too far away. I agree. Yeah, I want to do something, but it feels like a lot of work. So we'll see what happens. Also, rumor has it you're going to be uh, you're going to be in my state in about ten days. It's been a while. It's true. I will be. Maybe we'll do something there too. I'm so used to being remote. I know. That, well, <laughs> kind of always like it that way. You know, I can, if I don't want my Eddie, I can just click the click the button and.
1: and-